there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! It's Friday night and welcome to the Go Radio Football Show. I'm Mark Goody. I'm in the studio tonight with Barry Ferguson. We're in association with Macklin Motors. If you want to get through to the Rangers legend, please call us on 0808 17 17 700 and you can make your point through to Barry Ferguson. Barry, nice to see you back. We were on together on Monday. It's been quite a week. Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has survived. Is it now a case of... Well, first of all, do you think that's it? He will be in situ for after the the the, the World Cup when the, the team comes back, or do you think there's a there's a twist to come? No, I, it looks to me, Mark, if he's going to be in charge going forward for the the first game um, against uh, Hibernian in, in the fifteenth of Thursday night. Um, I think event was going to happen. It would have happened at the start of the week. So clearly, now that Rangers are, are back in the manager. Um, I, I just think there's been so much speculation that it would have been nice for them to come out and at least maybe say right this is what we're doing in terms of we're going to stick behind Gio so I'm sure the Rangers fans will still get behind them Look, I know there's a number of fans wanting them out but listen, at the end of the day you want your team to be success, uh, successful going forward and it looks to me that Gio's the man that's going to take them forward um, for this foreseeable future so I think now people just need to get behind them and, and try and support them and hopefully he'll get some injured players back and also he'll get some support in the, the January window because I think Mark January and next summer these two windows are going to be massive for Rangers because I think and I believe that there is a big rebuild needed at Rangers He's one year in the job today when we could all see the, the Sky Sports interview that he gave I mean I'm, I'm taking it that that was done before yep. the the, uh, the sort of winter break um, probably before the 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 one one draw against St Mirren when, when Rangers are falling nine points behind but I, I would imagine the, the club and you they wouldn't have let that interview go out if there was going to be a change and obviously I agree with you I think that a wee bit of clarity a statement back in the manager saying listen this is a guy to take us forward everybody get together there's a better chance of being successful if there's a collective unity rather than split so make it clear he is the man let the players know as well this is your manager get your good rest but come back ready to go because yeah, the gap's nine points, but there's still plenty to play for. Yep, I, I agree with you, and it stops all the speculation. You, you know what it's like, every radio station, every news, newspaper you, you pick up, even on on the TV, it's all about, is Gio going to be the manager going forward, or is there going to be a new manager coming in? So, listen, it, you just wanted a bit of clarity. Um, obviously, seeing that interview come out, I know that was done, as you mentioned, I think that was the, the week of the Hearts game in the, uh-huh. the St Myrne. Um throughout the, the weekend there so it looks clearly to me that, that Gio's the man to, to take Rangers forward and that's what the Rangers board have, have decided and now it's all about trying to pick up and trying to get 
a number of wins under their belt before the big one on the 2nd of January because I'll be honest with you nine points is a big gap to, to get back at, at Celtic um, so they need to get maximum points leading up to that old firm game Peter Grant was on last night and you'll not be surprised to hear <laughs> Grant he said the title race is over yeah. nine points clear he can't see any way back for Rangers I think Celtic will, will go on and uh, retain the, the title I take it you'll contest that view yeah look I'll, I'll be honest with you the way that Celtic are playing, um, even the last two games, if you look at the Muddle game, the Ross County game, and you, if you listen to Postacoglu, they went firing in all cylinders. It w- wasn't great performances, but one thing they done was they got three points. I think it's going to be hard for Rangers, but if Rangers are, are going to go down, they've got to go down fighting. They've got to show um, a better spirit, um, a better um, togetherness. And listen, You've got to go in with the mindset as, listen, it's never over. It's going to be difficult to claw back um, Celtic, but I believe there's a lot of football um, to be played. I believe the 15th, the game against Hibs, in between that game and the old firm game, they've got, um, I think, Murrow at home, then they've got Aberdeen squashed in between the, uh, that game as Aberdeen away and Ross County away. Yep. They need to make sure they get maximum points. So go into that nine points behind Celtic, and you, you know what it's like, old firm games... Particularly, I've got some advantage. Yeah, the old cliche form goes out the window. Um, so, look, it is going to be tough, but as a Rangers player, you, you can never give up. And I'm sure the Rangers fans would expect one thing, and that would be at least giving a fight to Celtic to try and claw that nine points back. We're on the Go Radio Football Show in association with Macklin Motors. It's Friday night, the weekend is nearly upon us. 0808 17 17 700 if you want to get through. To the Rangers legend Barry Ferguson, we'll touch on Celtic. They had a 2-1 defeat to Sydney during the week there, Barry. They play uh, Everton on Sunday, I think it is. The World Cup starts on Sunday afternoon, Qatar against Ecuador. And we'll also get your view on the latest stuff with Cristiano Ronaldo. But we will stick with Rangers um, for the moment. And before we go, you've got a fan. Uh-huh. I know you're looking surprised. You've got a fan. You've <laughs> got a fan. A big shout out to Harry Steele from the Air Ambulance Scotland and it says here he's a big fan of Barry and it would be lovely if Barry could give me a wee mention says Harry Steele. Yeah, listen, Harry, um, first and foremost knows his football. (laughs) 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 No, but listen, what a job that is. I actually know somebody who's in the Air Ambulance, um, one of my my wife's um, friends, partner, um, or should I say husband, works in that and I know the amount of hours they do and the good things they do so no Harry's doing a, a great stuff uh, great stuff sorry and as I said I wish him all the best and hopefully his team can call, claw back some <laughs> some points um, I know it's looking it's looking tough at this moment in time but listen you've got to remain I've got to try and remain positive you said there at the top of the show you expect you know a lot happening a lot of ins and outs between January and, and July, August next year, the next two windows. How much of a change are you expecting? Because you probably look at the bulk of the squad, or certainly a lot of the starters, and they've been there, they have been there for three, mm-hmm. three or four years together. Yeah, there is, but then you look at the amount of players who are going to be out of contract. The, the older ones like Alan McGregor, Stephen Davis, Scott Arfield, um, and then obviously Tillman would go back and, and, and loan, I think, Glenn Kamara as well. Um, and then you've got Morelos and Kent, the two big ones that. Brian the, Jack. The, Brian Jack, but. Kent Morelos the decision should have been made in the summer with they two 
Um, at least you could have got a, a right few million pound in from so that, that looks if it's going to be tough to get any money in for them um, so I do believe that January is always a hard window in terms of you're either going to get a player who's running down his contract similar to Morelos and Ken or a player who's out of favour who's not played a lot of football and then again he's, he's lacking that kind of mat, match um, sharpness so January will be tough but I, I, I still think he needs to bring in a couple of faces Mark who mm-hmm can at least get in that starting 11 and make them stronger. And then come January, I do think they'll be, uh, sorry, come the summer, there has got to be um, a fair amount to be given to the manager um, to, to rebuild that that squad. Because, um, as I say, it's an aging squad, there's players coming out of contract. So I, I do believe that there is a quite a number of players I wouldn't say as big as the Ange Postacoglu rebuild at uh-huh. Celtic where he brought in 14, 15, 16. I'd probably say you're looking at around about the 10 mark mm-hmm. um, to bring in that, that amount of players. So there is a big job in hand for Rangers over the next um, six to eight months. I suppose as well, the squad should be much better off of the starting 11 if Tom Lawrence and Yanis Hadji mm-hmm. uh, are back at some point over the next four or five weeks as well. Yeah, well, the, the good thing in terms of Ryan Jack he's back now Connor Golston hopefully he would be back mid-December we don't know again you, you don't really know the length that these players mm-hmm. are going to be out because you don't Rangers don't say too much mm-hmm. about their injured players and then two other players that you mentioned Lawrence I thought showed real good quality um, free transfer for Derby um, he looked apart for me Hadji's different Mark he, I mean, he's been out cruciate ligament injury nine months you can't expect him to come back firing. That's one of the ones you just need to be gentle and, and ease him back into it. Uh, but I'm sure the manager will expect at least two or three of the players to be back in um, the squad or run about the squad come the 15th of December. What kind of player or, or what kind of positions? We know if you're saying maybe eight, nine, ten players, that would probably take up a variety of positions. But key positions, like for example in January, if you're saying they can get a couple of certain starters to come in and really boost the team, the starting eleven. What kind of positions would you wide, make priority? Wide areas. For me, up top, looks like Morelos ain't going to be staying. Um, so you need to get a, another centre forward in. Sholak's done really well, getting 14 goals. Kmar Ruth, another player I really like. But you don't see him on the, the pitch. So I, I would look, certainly through the middle, number nine, both right and left side. Um, probably another midfielder. Um, a real dominant guy in there who can dictate a game. Um, and that's that's the kind of areas that I would look to go and go and strengthen. Are there any players in Scotland, any players in the Premiership that you think you know what? I'd go and take a wee chance and, and one or two and bring them in because you might get good value for money in January. Is there any players under under our noses that you, that you can think of? Well, you're you're putting them on the spot. I, I think they missed out on one in the, the summer. And, and listen, it's easy. I know people say oh, you're, I'm just going to say this because he's. Um, related to my, my my nephew who I thought was a would have been a right good buy for either or the, the old firm and I, I was very surprised if I'm being honest that none of them came in and showed any interest um, at all but he's been over to Bologna and you, you see what he's doing over there brilliant to see him getting a couple of minutes at this moment in time there's no nobody really standing out for me but look I think it's always worth I wouldn't say a gamble but at the price that you're going Aye. to get players 
Because like, you're, you're citing league. Lewis there. I mean, what was Lewis? Two and three quarters, three million quid. I think if you're lucky, you know? if it was that, yeah. Mark. Then you, you look a couple of years ago. We go back to Lyndon Dykes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know David Martindale was seen his interview after the Hearts game. It was closer to two million pound, Mark. But I think it was round about the million pound, Mark, that they they let him him go for. I, I think there's good players that that are worth the chance to take because I think if they come and for whatever reason they, they don't settle I think you can always sell them on for roughly the same price as you, you would buy them in um, so I always think it's a good market and I always think you should look closer to home um, understand you've got to look down at England and obviously abroad in different markets but I always generally like to see good young players stay in their game um, up here but I also know that finances dictate that as well we're on the Go Radio Football Show. It's Friday night. We are on with uh, Macklin Motors 0808 17 17 700. I'm Mark Guidi. Tonight, Paul Cooney is still on a well-earned break. Granny said last night, I don't think he deserves a break. <laughs> but Paul's I'm, in, I'm enjoying just, his, his holes. I'm just pitching him with his speedos on. I've just got a picture in my head with his, his wee speedos on and his flip-flops. Uh, one of the callers came on and said he's, he's been spotted in the Ayrshire Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see he'll be back next Wednesday or Thursday Paul is back in and it'll be Rob McLean hosting for a couple of nights um, next week and as we've been this all this week and we will be for the next couple of weeks we're on for an hour from five until six but only a couple of minutes left in this section Barry we will keep it going um, about Rangers um, do you still do you think the fans well now settle down because social media is always you know a wash where let's make a change it's no good enough bump a bump a bump do you think now that they've just got to settle down the AGM is coming up in December the 6th and just just a period of calm take a deep breath and just have a bit of calm yeah but I, I said Mark I think this World Cup breaks came at the right time for, for Rangers because clearly they were, they were short short sorry should I say a confidence um, for a number of reasons whether it was the Champions League defeats but also domestically Leading up to this break, the the results and the performances um, weren't good enough. I believe the Rangers fans, listen, if Rangers are going to stick with you, I'm sure the Rangers fans will, will get behind them. But they need to start performing better. They need to start getting results and that's what Rangers fans expect. And I think Gio knows that they have got to go up a, a notch or two, uh, the performances. Because um, I've watched every single game. It's been... It's been like a yo-yo up and down. Um, you need there needs to be a level of consistency there. Um, now, hopefully, this break I'll let them go away, recharge their batteries, reset, and come back in and do a lot of work on that training uh, training ground and come back firing, ready to go uh, for these four games leading up to the the next old fun game. And surely, I mean, you've been there. You've represented the club for more than a decade. You've captained the club. You've won titles. You've been a European final. Surely the players as well need to take more responsibility and actually, you know what, regardless of who the manager is, whether it's G or anybody else, we're going to go out as a team and actually show what we're all, all about. Yeah, 100% agree with you. I've said that it's a collective responsibility. Look, I know the manager coaches them, he picks the team, um, but when you cross that white line, you, you've got to take a bit of responsibility um, yourself. You've got to show a bit of pride. Um, you, even when you're you're not playing well, you know when you're on the pitch when maybe your touch is off a wee bit. But one thing you've got to do is you've got to run through brick walls for that that jersey. Um, and unfortunately, there's been a number of, of below 
subpar performances and it, it's just it's not good enough because the spotlight's going to be on them because cause it's Rangers um, so they need to give a, a, a bit more I feel for the manager but also I feel for the players a lot of them have probably not experienced this before but I'm afraid that's what happens when you play at a massive club in Rangers you, you're expected to win every single game I, I've said this many a times a draw's not good enough a defeat's an absolute disaster um, and you're going to get criticised what they need to do is, is try and show a positive reaction and when you have a, a bad performance and a bad result the next game it's imperative you, you make sure you get that result no matter how you get it you need to make sure you get three points on the board the next game as we all know Thursday December the 15th at home Hibs it's just really all about Giovanni and the Rangers players embracing the home game the 50,000 fans and them all trying to get together they come up against a Hibs team who are also feeling the pressure that the manager Lee, Lee Johnson will be feeling the pressure yeah. there too well we all know the, the results that um, Hibs have had over the, the last month or so I, I think it's five losses in, in six games they're, they're not playing any great football Rangers are at home there's going to be 52,000 Rangers fans there or 50,000 Rangers fans should I say they're going to get right behind the team um, and that's the only motivation you need because um, look you can't fall any further behind Celtic because quite frankly I can't see Celtic slip them up much more many more points because as I, I keep going back to it I watched both of the games against Motherwell and Ross County was the levels great no they weren't but do you know what they found a way to win that's what good teams do and Rangers need to realise that um, Celtic for me don't look like dropping any more points so what that means is Rangers need to make sure they don't drop any points and the performance levels need to step up a, a level or two so if you want to call Barry Ferguson the Go Radio Football Show 0808 17 17 700 put your points to Barry Celtic fans as a title race over Rangers fans can you still claw back the nine point gap after the break we'll get Barry's view on the World Cup that starts on Sunday Cristiano Ronaldo Charlie Mulgrew who is now a player coach at Dundee United and will also speak about Celtic join us after the break The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's Thanks very much Chris It's Friday night We're on the Go Radio Football Show I'm Mark Guidi Delighted to say Joined by the Rangers legend Barry Ferguson 0808 17 17 700 If you want to get through And put your point to Barry You want to speak about Rangers Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Now appearing to be staying in the job And will be the Rangers manager After the World Cup break When the SPFL Premiership Resumes on December the 15th you want to speak about Celtic Barry will happily take your call and give his point of view as well Celtic lost in midweek to Sydney 2-1 they play Everton at the weekend and then they'll head home for a few days rest before going out to their training camp and Cristiano Ronaldo in the headlines all week he's had a pop at Wayne Rooney Gary Neville Eric Ten Hag take your pick he's no miss many um, so if you want to speak to Barry about that as well and in fact that's what we'll do just now we'll get Barry's view on that Barry what have you made of the interview with, with Piers Morgan? Surprised that he's he's come out and, and done it in the public um, look everybody knows what, what's going on at Man United with Ronaldo and, and Ten Hag um, they clearly don't see eye to eye but I'd rather things like that done behind closed doors um, I don't see the reason why he needs to come out and and say what he has look a lot of what he said you can relate to and it's probably true 
Um, but I, I just don't know why he needs to go and and do it in a, a talk show with, with, with Piers, uh, Piers Morgan. Because um, listen, see over the last 15 or so years, what a, what a player he's been. Yeah. Unbelievable. He's getting to a, a, an age where he's close to re retirement. But I just think that puts a black mark Aye. over his name that interview. That that's my honest uh, honest opinion. I watched it again last night. And as I says, he, probably what he's saying is true, but I would rather that he would just sit in an office with the manager, with the hierarchy at, at Man United and tell them this is no right or this is wrong. Um and let's come to a, an agreement and let me go once the World Cup's over. Is it you're right, it's almost as if, you know, what an outstanding player he's been that he had, you know, I think the first time rounds at maybe six or seven great years at Man United he's come back again but it's almost it feels as though he's absolutely soured his relationship mm -hmm. and there's there's no way back you know being welcomed back ten years for now taking about half time being an ambassador any of that kind of stuff it's almost as if he's burned his bridges and it seems really strange that he would do that it's as if he's been ill-advised yeah, and I don't know why he feels the need to, mm -hmm. to, to do that because as you say I mean people will remember him is an unbelievable football player that scored so many unbelievable uh, goals. Um, but he's clearly frustrated. Listen, the, the manager clearly doesn't fancy him. He's not his type of player because he wants to press and Ronaldo's not that type of player um, either now. Um, but what what struck me last night when you were listening to it was the, the three-minute substitution thing at Man City when Ten Hag came out and... Mm -hmm and says no out of respect I'm not putting on I'm on for three minutes and then I think it was a week or two after that that's when Ronaldo walked off against the, Spurs. the pitch against Spurs where I think that was the breaking point for Ronaldo why say a couple of weeks that it's disrespectful to put me on and then you asked me to go on for, for three minutes but still I would have just took my top off and says right you know what put me on for three minutes three minutes is better than no minutes mm -hmm. Um but listen, he's clearly got a bean in his bonnet and he's, he's not happy with him. Um, but I would rather, I don't see the reason why it's looking down on him to put him on for the three minutes. Even the level of player and the level that he's played at, I still think he should have took his warm-up top off, stepped off the bench and went on and played that three minutes and then showed his, mm -hmm. his unhappiness after the game um, with the manager. Do you think he'll ever play for United again? You know? No. Time up. I think it's time up. I mean, Man United are clearly looking at the the the, the talk he done with Piers Morgan, and I, I think it's going to be a sackable offence if I'm being honest. But I think that's what Ronaldo's wanting. Ronaldo's wanting a, a way out, um, and it's just unfortunate that it's ended this way. Because, as I said, we've been lucky enough over the last fifteen or so years for me to have two players, and Ronaldo and and Messi, who for me. Have been um, unbelievable players, and I just think this interview um, is—I wouldn't say tarnished his reputation as being a, one of the best about, yeah. but it's no help. I think it's left a sour taste in, in some people's mouths. It's funny enough when you, when you mention Messi. That just made me think back to when Messi left Barcelona to go to PSG, and there's also been one or two things there that Messi wasn't happy about in terms of Barcelona mm. at the end. But you could never imagine Messi coming out and doing a. I sit down like that no, could you crash in Barca you know, and that's where you think with Ronaldo why what are you thinking about such a, a, short, a short term viewpoint from him yeah I mean again but the way it ended for Messi at Barcelona everybody see, seen Messi ending his career at, at Barcelona um, 
he couldn't get the contract he wanted um, but he never came out and, and says much about it he just went on and, and got on with his, his business and that was playing football um, for PSG and, and that's how he, I would have liked Ronaldo to, to go and do it Look, after he leaves Man United if he wanted to come out and, mm-hmm. and obviously make it clear um, that he's unhappy the way the, the clubs ran and, and whatever um, but I, I just think it was the wrong time for him What's his next move? What kind of offers do you think he'll 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 have, Barry? Well, I was watching it. He knocked back a two-year deal in Saudi Arabia right. for three hundred and fifty million pounds. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I know what I would have done. <laughs> I'd have been on a plane as soon as possible. Was it three hundred and fifty? Yeah, and he admitted it. admitted it in the, the, the interview, and he, he says that what's annoying him is that there was a lot of clamour going about that. Nobody wanted them. He says there there was a he says there wasn't loads of clubs, but he says there was a few clubs that were desperate to sign him in the summer, but he wanted to stay at Man United and I think it all started with obviously the problems he had with his, the Buffies. Yeah, the twins. The twins. Mm-hmm. Um, he never turned up for pre season. And you've got to, you can fully understand that because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, forget about football, family's number one. Mm-hmm. Um and that's where I think it's all started and I think I think that's what's um, annoyed and frustrated Ronaldo and I think that's just carried on over the last few months and he's just came to a point where he's had enough but I just don't think going out and, and doing a, a chat with, with Piers Morgan is the right thing to do. Um, I know people will disagree but for me I, I think there's other ways to go about it. I would have rather he done it when he, he parted ways. I wonder what Sir Alec Ferguson's made of it all. Yeah, because they asked him as well, have you spoke to Sir Alex? And he said he hadn't spoke to him for um, about a month or so, but he did say that he's annoyed and frustrated what's going on behind the scenes at Man United in terms of, um, it's more of a business, it's not a football club. And you can see that about all the chat about the Glaziers or or whatever. Um, And Ronaldo says that he can't see Manchester United competing with Liverpool or Man City and even Arsenal in the next three to five years okay and we'll get back to domestic football Celtic they lost 2-1 during the week uh, Kyogo gave them the lead but Sydney came back to score two goals Ange Postacoglu didn't hold back friendly or no friendly Sydney Cup um, he left a bit on his players and, and made it clear that that kind of level of performance wasn't acceptable Barry yeah and um, that's what I like about him friendly or no friendly every game he enters with Celtic he wants to he wants to win that's just the character he, he is and, and we've grown to know that over the last 18 months or so since he's arrived here and that's the kind of managers you want to play under um, I don't think he's been over there uh, for a holiday for a, a week or two he's been over there to compete in two games and, and try and win the, the, the two games um, what I will say is how can he not lose any games here domestically <laughs> He needs to wait till he goes over to uh, his native um, Australia. But yeah, you can see, listen, he, he puts demands on the players, no matter if it's a, a a cup that a lot of people don't bother about. He wants to win every single time that he puts a team out there. And from Celtic's point of view, it must be great for them to see Callum McGregor back in training and, and, and getting towards um, being, being ready for after the, the World Cup. Yeah, I, I thought at the time when Callum McGregor got injured, that, that was a big test for Celtic. 
For, for me, he's the guy who makes him tick in the middle of the pitch. Um, I mean, we've spoke plenty of times about him, Mark. I, I think he's just grew into the role. Um, he, he's a clever, clever football player. He's a, he's a leader in there. And I think Celtic have caught well with his absence, but to get him um, back and available after this World Cup break, um, I think it's another massive boost for, for Celtic. He's also set out the, his plans post and he appears to be very clear in what they need and what he wants to do in January. Now, whether deals are done or whether they're still working behind the scenes or, or whatever. But one thing you get the feeling about him when he speaks, there's, there's absolute clarity and a, and a confidence that what he wants is, is going to happen. Well, don't be surprised if these players are in the 1st of January. Mm-hmm. You've you seen it um, the, the last window, last um, last season the players were in through the door the 1st of January right in um, training with their teammates and that's that tells me that he's organised he knows what he wants you've seen it in interviews he's identified I think it was two positions he identified that he needs to strengthen and um, I think he'll have the players in as, as soon as possible and, and look, going for the Rangers side I would hope and I would think that Rangers are, are doing the same thing at this moment in time you think if, if- Celtic need to spend money that, that, they'll, that they'll spend I think they'll give them it I do I think the the, the board have clearly seen the, the job that he's done and the brand of football that he's he's brought to, to Celtic and um, you can see that the fans have took to him big time um, so I'm sure if the Celtic board don't back him um, I'm sure the Celtic fans will, will let that be, be known and I'm sure Ange would let it known as well um, if he ain't going to get backed I don't think he would mess about um, so I think if there's money needed to be spent on players and it's within their budget I think they would they would give them it no problem Can you see Celtic having a fight to, to hold on to players? Juranovic again rightly or wrongly has been, has been linked um, with a move which is that, that kind of talk's been ongoing for, for a few months um, now can you see Celtic having to fend off some bids in the next couple of windows well hopefully there's bids in for Jota Carter Vickers <laughs> Kyogo um, Abada Callum McGregor <laughs> Juranovic uh, they can take whoever they want <laughs> I, I think if bids come in Matt O'Reilly there's another one I think if bids come in and I, I think Celtic the model they've got and it matches their valuation I think they would do business and I think he, he thinks in the way that if he does go, this is who he identifies um, would go and take the place of that player. Um, so if big bids come in, I think Celtic would do deals, but also on the flip side of that, I think they have with people to come in and replace them instantly. Yeah, that's that's the kind of feeling again that you get from when he, when he speaks that they are the well down the road, that they won't be taken by surprise. By something, you know, as you said, like I a big bit of like, oh my god, you yeah. know, they'll have somebody ready, won't yeah. they? Yep, yeah, he's, yeah, I think that's the way he operates. He looks and and sees and probably knows that there's going to be a lot of interest in a number of these players simply because of the level they're performing at. So that's where I think he would have jotted down in terms of, right, if he goes A, B, and C, this is who I like. Um, and that's who we need to go and try and get if that player. Um, does leave the club because uh, you you know at the end of the day Celtic and Rangers are selling clubs if people come in with bids that match their valuations they're going to do business 
What's the mindset? I mean, we've spoken a lot about Celtic, uh, Rangers in the first half. What's the mindset of Celtic, of Postacoglu and his players then? You know, if, if, if we flip the coin, they're nine points ahead and in a very, very good position getting into the second half of the season. What's their mindset, Barry, to make sure that come May they've won the title? Their, their mindset would be that they, they, they would go in, similar to what when I played, I always thought about every game I went in, I, I believed that Celtic were going to win, so you had to win that game. And I, I think Celtic have got that kind of mindset. I, I know, well, I don't know, I, I think they, they believe that Rangers are going to come back fighting, which I would fully expect them to come back fighting and, and ready to, to, to take this title right down to the wire, albeit I know they're still nine points, but they're still firm games. So I think that'll be the, the mindset of Celtic that um, they know Rangers are going to come back and, and try and fight and grasp and take this title back off them. And I think that's what Ange would be saying to the, the, the Celtic players. That, that's the kind of vibe I get for, uh, from them. I suppose as well, is that kind of a mark of his post-match comments after the defeat in a friendly? It's like, OK, this is the way I am after a friendly. Don't dare start losing games when we, when we go back when the league gets underway. Yeah, but in terms of, of that, when you, when you lose a game you don't want it to um, happen all the time even albeit it's it's a friendly game I know they're playing for a, a, a cup but it's it's basically like a, pre, a pre-season um, so I, I don't think if he's seen a player come off at a bit I don't think he would play them he'd take them out of the team and replace them with a, another good quality uh, player so I don't think um, and watching him now for the last 18 months and listening to him I think he's a guy, if he sees any standard slip, um, he'll not be happy with that. And he would just he would do the, the normal thing and make a change. Okay, we're on the Go Radio Football Show 0808 17 17 700. If you want to get through to Barry Ferguson and we'll spend the next part speaking about the World Cup, Barry's World Cup memories and who he thinks is going to lift the World Cup trophy on December the 18th. Join us after the break. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go, 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 go. It's Friday night, it's the Go Radio Football Show I'm Mark Woody, I'm in with Barry Ferguson tonight 0808 17 17 700 If you want to get through to Barry We've just enjoyed the break there Nice wee chat with producer James Barry's been... Remember that programme, Tele Addicts? No, no. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be right up there, actually. You'd be right, you'd be right on there. Um, but keeping up to date with the Cristiano Ronaldo, all the different stuff that's going on in the football. And of course, the World Cup starts on Sunday. Qatar against Ecuador. Uh, not the sexiest of, of opening games, but nonetheless, it is the World Cup. Uh, Barry, we'll get your memories, we'll get your thoughts on what you think is going to happen over the next four weeks or, or so. Um, and on that which kind of countries are you looking forward to, to seeing in Qatar over the, the next few weeks it's the, the usual listen I always like watching the, the South American teams with, with, with the players Brazil and, and Argentina um, and it's obviously the European teams that will be interesting to see how they how they cope with it especially being mid-November I mean I still think it's strange having a, a World Cup at, at this stage of the, the, the season or stage of the the, the year um, but they're the, they're generally the the teams that I, I love watching because you don't see a lot of them yeah. 
obviously because they're, they're playing in the Copa America and whatever but you just need to look through both of these squads and and for me it's between it's between they two to, to go and win it um, with the, the players and the level that the players are, are playing at In terms of European nations who do you see you know being a, a potential winner or, a, or you know a, a semi-finalist or a finalist I look at I think Portugal can go deep they've got good experience but also they've got good young talent coming through they've got a good mixture mm-hmm. um, so I'm, I don't think they'll win it but I think they'll go quarters semi-finals um, I'm not going to mention their neighbours uh, Peter Grant last night said that he think that they are potential winners no is that right am I, mis- am I misquoting him I, think, I, I, don't think. I think he did along those lines aye. no we've seen what it was like when they got a final match <laughs> <laughs> winning it <laughs> I think they'll go deep mm-hmm. quarters maybe semis at a push but I can't see them winning it um, I, I says in Monday I think it was I fancied Brazil but do you know what you put me right in the mood about one player and I think this will be his last World Cup and I was lucky enough to play against them and it was messy yeah I, I would love I would love to see somebody like that because um, for me him and Ronaldo I don't think you'll see two players at that level for this number of years um, in terms of what they've achieved what they've won and what they've what they've shown the, the football fans um, uh, what they've done on a on a pitch but I would love Messi to do it and to be close up to him mm-hmm. I mean I'm touching I'm talking touch tight to him to actually see him is mind blown honestly could not believe because you watch him on the, t- on the TV, obviously with Barcelona, dribbling past four and five players, one, two, and bang, 20 yards into the, the top corner. But actually, when you come up against him, he's, he's even better than that. I, I just couldn't believe the balance of him, low centre of gravity. You could hit him. I was going to say he's strength for such a, a small but you know guy, but his body strength must be a different I get close in terms of tackled him, but I've seen a couple of players, I, I'm talking, clatter him and he would just get straight up and that's where he always had my respect but you look and thought to myself wow this is the best player in the world here people kind of get near him people are trying to foul him and kick him just to try and have a break for him for a, a five or ten seconds but the thing that shocked me is he just bounced straight up and do you know what he never had the moan at the I referee I going to say that did he ever moan? No. no 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 not one moan at the referee just bounced back up Gave me the ball and away he went again. That's what you're saying. It seems to be a lot of people saying that. I, mean, I think it was uh, Emmy Martinez, the Aston Villa and Argentina goalie as well, saying that there's a kind of feeling in the squad too. Let's do it for Messi. Mm. I mean, what, what a way from to potentially bow out of international football at that level yep. and, and lifting the trophy. Yeah, because I think he's been the best. What is he, 35 now, going on 36? I, I think I think the last 15, 16 years, he's been the best player be. No, a country male. I think Ronaldo's been close to him in terms of his numbers in terms of his goals but for me just watching the guy on the TV um, I always say it, it's like watching my, my two boys when they played the Playstation FIFA that's what it's like mm-hmm. and um, to actually stand in a field this is a football field and, and come up against them and see it close up he's an absolute genius absolute genius on just to, to move to, to England's one player I want to get your, your take on because of the position that he plays and he's at Borussia Dortmund you know, 
Birmingham City on your old clubs as well how good can Jude Bellingham be 19 years old Barry and he seems as if he's going to take the world by storm yeah, I mean he says 19 I mean he's been an international now for what two years um, he could go on and and be one of the best midfielders um, about he's been linked heavily into over the last 12 to 18 months with Liverpool and I, I'm sure they'll go and try and break the bank to, to bring him in he's got all the attributes obviously athletic he can score a goal really comfy on the on the ball um, can pass it uh, he's just got all the attributes for me and as you say 19 I mean, I'm looking at him thinking he looks 24 a lot of mature yeah. midfielder 24, 25 but the guy's got everything as well um, and he could be one of the best in terms of central midfielders On the World Cup give us your first memories of uh, well first of all before we do that as a footballer and a proud Scotsman and the, you know the pinnacle of your career etc etc at an international level how much of a disappointment or frustration was it for you that you never got to a, a, a major tournament with, with your country Yeah I look back and it's one of the the things that grates on me a, a wee bit because we got a, a couple of playoffs um, and we just felt at the, the final hurdle I felt we had a, a team good enough to to go there maybe weren't brilliant to watch I mean you you, you were at probably all the games mm-hmm. covering them um, but we we had a knacky there's a good team spirit mm-hmm. when you had roles and responsibilities um, and, and there was some decent players in there so yeah it does it does great on me a wee bit I would have loved to have done the go away for the two week preparation and and go and, and lead your, your country out there and um, watch them do it in the Euros do you know what I was a proud Scotsman you, you look at it and think you know it was 22, 23 years it was far yeah. too long a, yeah. a wait disappointing this group of players have no got to Qatar um, but I, I think there's every possibility we can get to the next one I suppose if you think that the two World Cups that, that you could have been a part of 02 in Japan 06 in, in Germany Germany I went um, to the one in Germany. I know you went out. Was it see Big Oz playing for Australia? Yeah, I went out with Sati and Bobby Singh <laughs> um, for for three days, um, and yeah, it was it was brilliant. See, just to be similar to Europa League final, they're going to watch Rangers um, and Seville against Eintracht Frankfurt. Just going as a a football fan and, and been in the the fan zone and and having a few beers and and just taking it all in. It was a it was a brilliant. Um, it was brilliant to do and it was brilliant to sample it um, so yeah it was it's, it's one thing I, I would have loved to have done um, and as you says I've done the next best thing I went to one dinner uh-huh. well, so I'm trying to think earliest memories of watching it in the telly in the house with the family you'd have been Mexico 86 Italian 90 I, I was just about to say it 86 was the, I was just going on 8 year old there uh-huh. so that's when you kind of you're getting um, right into the football and you're getting to know all the players and, and obviously the famous handball with, with Maradona um, and just what 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 a player what, what a player he was and then Italian one of my favourite players Roberto Baggio uh-huh. the wee ponytail at the uh-huh. back used to love watching him um, so they're the two World Cups that that's when I was getting right into football 86 in Mexico and Italian 90 and they were my my two players that obviously Maradona with the uh-huh. the famous handball but 
there and a goal he scored against England for the halfway oh, line man. he dribbles past everybody what a finish and then Italia 90 was um, Baggio who was at Fiorentina mm. and then obviously Juventus um, so he was a player that always loved watching because you remember you had with Gaza went over there you had um, what was it Channel 4 Channel, James Richardson Aye, on Channel 4 uh, um, used to watch that Aye. every single week I used to love it Italia what was it what was the programme called Football it, Italia Football Italia Football Italia with James Richardson Channel uh, 4 aye that's right uh, I used to I used to, he used to sit in the wee cafes didn't he? <laughs> his wee coffee and that he was brilliant he still does well James Richardson aye, I've, I've seen him a few times aye, pops aye, up he's got a beard aye, he's, beard now, aye. he's a good host but uh, I, I used to no, watch the World Cup I mean you've got to watch the World Cup because at the end of the day it's the best players that are that are on show um, I just feel this one's just strange because of the Nobody's into it yet, are they? No, 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 I, do you know what? Going. I always get into the World Cup. I was always excited about it. I've got to be honest with you, I'm not excited about this one for some odd reason. Italia 90, so Scotland nil, Costa Rica 1. It was a big shot, the opening game, and then the bounce back against Sweden. Um, 2-1, Stuart McCall, and... Boom, 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 boom. Can't remember who got the one. Was it Alec McLeish, maybe? Oh, I can't remember. But do you remember that Scotland-Sweden game? I think it was in Genoa mm. on the Saturday night, and that was that was brilliant, that 2-1 I mean, again, that, that was... That was play, that's... Um, you're 11, 12 year old at that stage and, and that's when teams are starting to become interested in you and then you're looking at guys and you're starting to think, Mark, about oh, I would love to play with Scotland and and you looked at the guys that, that were playing in that, in that team and that's guys who you always looked up to. That that was, that was strong Scotland teams mm-hmm. um, back there and, and some guys who, for me, were, were top players. So, yeah, but it's always something I was always right into watching the, the, the World Cup and watching... Scotland get to World Cups. Unfortunately, we've we've not got to this one. But I'm positive. I think I think we've got. Um, albeit I watched the game the other night. It wasn't brilliant. Mm-hmm. Up until John McGinn scored that goal, I, th- I thought it gave us a bit of belief. But we were missing some players. But I think we've got potential um, in that Scotland team to to go and make sure we're reaching Euros and World Cups more often. And we, we're, we're too good, in my opinion to wait 22, 23 years for the next one Mo Johnson it was Mo Johnson what a player he was Mo Johnson you think back then I'm just trying off the top of my head Mo Johnson Ali McCoist mm. Gary McAllister Stuart McCall I, I Roy Aitken I was Tom surprised McStay. to hear that the other night that John McGinn equaled Ali McCoist goal scoring record Faddies was it Faddies I think he's one or two behind McCoist yeah. he's next in the, the, the he's the next one to sort of try and uh, try and get so he's on 15 I think he's now the sixth all-time uh, record goal scorer for his country. But Mo Johnson, what a player he was! Oh, aye. Aye. Some player. He'd have been teammates with Derek for a while, though. Yeah, he was um, at Rangers, and then I was lucky enough again when when my brother came back up. He was at Falkirk with Mo Johnson. Went to the old Brockville. <laughs> what a place that was. John Lambie, no? John, John Lambie. Uh, oh, yeah. the late great could, John You couldn't Lambie. see when you walked in with all this cigar smoke and ah, I'm sure he brought his pigeons in as well. <laughs> great days. Just to finish us off in the last minute, it's been a good hour tonight. Thanks for joining us in the Go Radio Football Show. Rob McLean will be on in Monday with Peter Grant, I think it will be, 0808 17 17 700. 2026 is the next World Cup obviously we've got Germany in 2024 and hopefully we'll be there but it's in America Canada and, and Mexico the three of them now I've just as a Scotland fan if Scotland get there if Steve Clark leads them and no doubt if they do Lewis would be a part of it all I take it you would go you would go out and oh, see I'd that be there. 
America, down in Mexico. Oh, I'll be there, don't you worry. <laughs> and I would like to think Go Radio will be taking us. Well, I was going to say, is there a Radisson Red in Los Angeles? <laughs> Get Paul Cooney to check it out for us when he's, when he's, when he's there. But that would, be, that would be pretty special, wouldn't it? it would yeah, be. look, I mean, yeah, but I, I think... I'm being honest with you and I know some people won't agree with me I, I think we've got potential uh, potential a right good team there and you just look at the young players coming through Lewis coming through you've got Nathan Patterson brilliant to see Calvin Ramsey yep. um, make his make his debut and, and listen if you look at your Billy Gilmers your John McGinn still at an age where he can make it your McTominay's um, we've still got a, we've got enough quality Andy Robertson, Kieran Tierney are still at an age where they could easily yeah. make that 2026 um, America, Canada and, and Mexico. So here's hoping that we, we can do it. Right, let's go on to TripAdvisor and see if we can get a couple of flights out. We'll go on a wee recce via New York and Las Vegas just to check out, Wait, the, fa- check out the facilities. And Toronto, let's oh. go over. Let's, let's get a wee itinerary <laughs> set up. Listen, thanks for joining us on Friday. I hope you all have a good weekend. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us on the Go Radio Football Show. We'll see you soon. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.